This weekend, the Archdiocese is gathered together, at least a delegation of the Archdiocese is gathered together uh, down at Creighton Durham Hall High School to complete uh, the synod process. The synod process has been going on, I believe, for four years now in the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. You may remember that there was listening sessions, uh, there were small group sessions. We had uh, from that another delegation of the parish come together. And right now, actually, we have two parishioners down at Korean Durham Hall participating in the synod process as well. And the synod process is supposed to help the archbishop really discern uh, where to focus where the archdiocese is going over the next five uh, to ten years minimum. And this is something actually that the worldwide church is doing right now uh, as well. But here in the archdiocese, it's more of a diocesan uh, synod uh, as well. And I think it makes sense that they're meeting at Creighton Durham Hall, not just because that's my alma mater, by the way, but also uh, because on the corner of the property of Creighton Durham Hall is Holy Spirit Church. And that's one of the reasons, actually, that, the, that they chose this weekend was because it's Pentecost weekend, and they wanted the Holy Spirit to really be invoked to help them discern where the archdiocese uh, is going. And so it's so nice that they have Holy Spirit Catholic Church right there on, on the corner. It's actually the parish that I was baptized at, and I grew up at a little bit. And it's just a beautiful church. It was actually built in 1937. And I remember as a little child uh, going to Mass there, always sitting, by the way, in the second row, which is the closest to the exit, by the way, because there wasn't a cry room. So in case we started acting up, we are able to, to get out the side. But anyways, as a little kid, I'd be sitting there, I'd be looking up in the sanctuary, and up in the sanctuary, there's these two huge vents. And I thought, what's behind there? Is that the voice of God? Kind of. It was actually where the organ speakers were hidden. But same thing, right? But in the middle of the wall there, in the beautiful sanctuary, was a, was a painting, an image of a dove with seven rays. As a little kid, I thought, why is there a dove with seven rays coming out of it? And of course, eventually we figured out, not when I was in first grade, it took a little longer, that that dove represented uh, the Holy Spirit with the seven rays. Of course, we now have that image here as well, the Holy Spirit uh, with, with seven rays. What are those seven rays for? They represent the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. And how beautiful that is. Now we could quiz you, by the way, and kind of say, what are those seven gifts of the Holy Spirit? But we're not going to quiz you today. We know about those seven gifts. If you remember, they are wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and fear of the Lord. What's most important to remember about those seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, by the way, is that they're gifts. Is that God desires to give us a gift a gift of the Holy Spirit. How beautiful that is. Usually we only receive gifts, by the way, from people that, that love us, or at least like us, right, for the most part. And we know that God loves us so much that he gives himself to us, not only in his only begotten Son, but in the Holy Spirit as well. And so as we celebrate this Pentecost Sunday, we know that the Holy Spirit uh, descending down upon the, wasn't just for the apostles, but for the whole world. And even in ourselves, we've been confirmed. We don't know we've been sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. How beautiful 
that is. But do we actually use those gifts or not? Do we use the gifts that God gives us? Hopefully the answer is yes. We know that sometimes we don't. Sometimes we may think, mm, I just can't do it. Or, ah, I, don't have the, I don't have the energy. I don't have the grace. Or I'm not worthy. All these things we can think sometimes. But we know that with God, anything is possible. And that he has created us in his image and in his likeness. And that he will take care of us. How beautiful this is. I want to use an analogy. It's not a perfect analogy. It's going to be a perfect analogy when it comes to God. But maybe a little story that maybe we can connect somehow. Uh, last year, my, my mother decided it was time uh, to buy a new vehicle. Before this, she had a 2006 Honda Accord. And when she got that Honda Accord, she was so excited because she had heated seats and a sunroof. And so her main requirements for her new vehicle was having heated seats and a sunroof, but there's one new requirement, and that was that it could drive through the snow, for the most part, without getting stuck. Because a couple times she got stuck in the driveway trying to go to Adoration at 2 o'clock in the morning. And so she said, I need a vehicle because I can get through that snow on the driveway. So she started sampling all these different cars. She test drove them, and she called me up and she said, I found my vehicle. It's a Honda. And I go, a Honda again, Mom? I thought we were a GMAC family, but whatever. We'll let it slide. I forgive you, right? But anyway, she bought a Honda CRV, and she was so excited. She goes, not only does it have heated seats, not only does it have a sunroof, not only can it get through the snow, but it also has a heated steering wheel. I am set. So I said, Mom, what else does it have? You know, it's a 2021. She goes, what do you mean what else does it have? That's all I need. I'm thinking, it probably has a lot more features than that. So, of course, a couple weeks later, I was over at her house, and we decided to go out uh, to eat. I said, Mom, you want me to drive my truck? And she just started laughing. I'm not getting in that truck of yours. We'll take my CRV. Great. And she hands me her keys. So I get in the vehicle, and I look, and I was like, Mom, where, where's the ignition? Where do I turn? She says, you don't turn. You press a button. Ooh, fancy car, Mom. Look at you. Right? So we start driving. And I'm looking at all these gadgets that she has in front of her. And so I ask her, what does this button do? I don't know. What about this button? Not a clue. What about that button? Don't you dare touch that button. What does it do? I don't know. So I touch the buttons, right? That's what any good son does. And I start figuring out all these features that, that she has. She has brake holes so that when she's at a stoplight, she can take her foot off the pedal and it just waits for her. I said, Mom, you want to use this? No. All right. I found another one, and it was called Sport Mode. It's one of my favorite features over vehicles. It makes the vehicle go faster. I can take people off the line. Not that I would do that type of thing, right? I said, Mom, what about this one? And she says, will it affect my gas mileage? Yeah, it'll make it go worse. Then I'm not touching that one. Now, I know a little bit about the Honda CRV. I've done my research a little bit. Some people have told me some stuff. I said, Mom, I'm really excited that you have this vehicle. So I think it's on your long journeys, it's going to make you even safer. Not that you're a bad driver, but it can help you even more. There's something called lane assist that will keep you in your lane. You can even take your hands off the steering wheel, and it will drive for you. You can set the cruise control so it keeps you so far behind another vehicle. Should I set that up for you? Don't you dare. 
But every time I get in her vehicle, I always use it. So it turns out my mom has this brand new spanking vehicle, has all these features, but she's only using like 10% of them. And you know what? That's fine. It's a car. Who cares? It gets her to point A to point B. She has a heated steering wheel now. She's all set. It's a car. It doesn't matter. But in our life, you know what happens so often? We only use like 10% of what God has given us. And that, that's probably not fine. That's not why God created us in his image and his likeness. He's given us so many gifts. He says, I'm going to give you everything. I'm going to give you myself. I'm going to fill you with my grace, my love, my mercy. I'm going to give you so many gifts that's me overflowing. What are we called to do with that? Just use 10%? No. Use it all. Be like St. Therese of Lisieux and not only say, Lord, give me everything. I want it all. But then to use it as well. And when we do this, what happens? Of course, we know that, yes, we're more fulfilled. That's great. But also, as we heard in the second reading as well, that when we use the gifts that you are unique to us, we're able to use them for the greater good, the greater community as well. And so today on this Pentecost Sunday, not only acknowledge the gifts that God has given each and every one of us, unique that they are, but have the courage as well, hopefully, to try to use them, to ask the Lord and kindle in me, Lord, the fire of your love. Invoke the Holy Spirit in me to respond to all the many gifts that you have given me, that you have given uh, my fellow parishioners, you've given us, so we may use them for, for your greater good. Don't waste these gifts. Don't waste the gifts that God has given you. Use them. Use them wisely and use them abundantly. And God will bless us even more.